0: You're listening to an Anna's Ministries podcast. Were you the dweeb in high school who transcended superlative stereotypes but got bullied anyway? Did, you dream, did your dream car come to life and destroy a salesman's entire inventory to make it easier for you to buy it? And do you love watching CGI robots fight and blow stuff up? Um, if you do, this is the right place for you because this is systematic ecology uh, we're the Priests of the Geeks, and we're talking about Transformers. Uh, not the whole thing. We're talking about the 2000 mo- movie, uh, 2007 movie with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Uh, I'm Nick, and I am here with three other systematic geekologists. Uh, we've got Adam. First off, Adam, how are you?
1: I'm well. I'm well, having fun, hiding in my basement from my family. So, you know, all in a day's work.
0: Yeah, we love uh, we love hiding from our family, you know? Uh, it, yeah, I don't know. Weird comment on my part. I love my family. Don't like
2: hiding from them most of the time.
0: Uh, and secondly, we've got uh, we've got Wilbo Baggins.
2: How are you, Will? Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. I'm kind of crashing this party with Transformers. Really love this movie. Is it, it, I, I think we could say it's a game changer out there. It, it was a game changer uh, back in 2007. And um, yeah, I'm I'm hanging out. Ready to geek out with you guys?
0: Freak yeah, freak yeah, game changer indeed. And uh, last but not least, uh, I'm gonna say we've got uh, we got we got Kino with us probably. And when I said I was, I'm gonna say probably the the best looking of of the systematic ecologists. How are you, Kino? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, I appreciate that. I don't I don't think I'm the best looking. Um, I, I need a haircut actually, but but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This is this is listen. I I. When I saw that we was gonna do this episode, um, I, I will tell you this: I've been watching Transformers since they came out. Okay, like literally, like the first episode, like original box TV watching Transformers. So, yeah, this this is this is exciting for me because to see these uh, these robots come live action on the screen was an awesome thing. Because-
0: well, that's great. I think that's a great transition point because I'm going to ask you <laughs> to just keep riding, keep riding that train, Kino. Uh, okay. You know, just I was going to ask everyone to share their Transformers experience, how they got introduced to it, and then what led them to the 2007 movie. So, so break yeah. it down
3: for us. So yeah, no, I, I I remember as a child just just watching every Saturday morning. It wasn't even Saturday morning. It was sometimes during the week too. The transforms came on because it was other shows too. But oh my gosh, to watch these these robots in disguise what what <laughs> they, everyday everyday things could just become robots? What you talking about? Like it was this this was this was it. And then um, for me um, uh, as a as a as a young adult watching these movies like it it was like oh my gosh this is this was nostalgia meets my life right now meets oh this is this could be nothing nothing's better than that um because because again i I remember watching those those cartoons and this was just that was good i remember i'm not a fan of beast wars Mm, i remember i remember different iterations of transformers i'm not a fan of any of that stuff but i'm a sure purist i like i like this when they st- like literally like this movie helped introduce the storyline from the from the cartoon was which was exciting for me
0: yeah that's right. i also love that you're a transformers purist i didn't know they existed but we have one in the uh in, in the Cinematic <laughs> ecology studios with us right now uh, yeah
2: uh, yeah, well, I, there's probably there's probably purists and a spectrum of like fundamentalism or progressivism and <laughs> every single genre or fandom there is. That's what I love about the since I keep guys like everything, uh, no matter what it is. There's probably like a stoplight purist. Like I don't like the way stoplights are done in 2023. I remember back in 1980. That's when we we're real stoplights. <laughs> like there is a subreddit well. somewhere. There's a sumrit of somewhere coming in on on uh, thing, but yeah every everything that's what humans do, man, that's what humans do humans are going to human, <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh you know tell us uh, about your experience will as well for
2: transformers. yeah yeah i um. So, guys, help me under. Help me remember. So, Keno, did the toys come out then the cartoon, or the cartoons debut when the toys? Did they go hand in hand? Were they like, we got this? Uh, we're going to just roll this out simultaneously uh, like at the same time, like rollout.
3: It was it, it, was, it was hand in hand. Like like as hand soon as hand. the cartoon dropped, the commercial dropped for the you. you- <laughs> You went straight to the store <laughs> to go <to> get <laughs> Optimus Prime and Megatron. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Sorry, this You, you was ready for those things. So they, no, they dropped simultaneously. There was no, I, th- it, it, I, I, if, I mean, I think I'm correct in saying that Hasbro just said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to just try something here. We are just going to, we're going to yeah. just do a cartoon and a cart, uh, 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 uh toy line cool. at the same time, just to, just to see what happens. Cause you know, But, but it was the eighties and oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah. So,
2: so when the, the toy debuted in 84, I was 12. So I was just in between like a tween kind of dude who was like, am I still like a kid that plays with toys or do I want to be like a cool (laughs) skater surfer and not play with toys, but go like chase girls and be like, play, 1984 Van Halen jump along with dropping in on on half pipes. (laughs) Like, what do I want to do with that, right? So that was kind of where I was in that time. But I do remember, like, I had a brother four years younger than me so he was into things i was super into star wars and the toys had them all right and so i think george lucas with those toys everybody saw how much money he was making with toys like what can we do to make cool toys toys and then promote a show or a movie or an action figure or a cartoon so then you know he man transforms. transformers my brother was into it and i remember trying to be cool and be like no no, no i'm cool like i'm just gonna go uh scootering and biking and and skateboarding and surfing but but then when he was gone i would like check out his toys and then i'd like grab the transformer and like transform that that car into a robot or the or a gun like one wasn't even like one would tra- <laughs> i know that's megatron but like you have like some that are like vehicles that are like ready to go and functional and then you one just change to a gun so I'm like, okay. Uh but but yeah, so that was, so okay, that was no, me. No, like,
3: about, don't don't judge the gun. I know, okay? I know. But I'm just saying, hey, that like, yeah. You know, Megatron. Megatron was the gun. He was the big he was the big he was the big, big home. He was the big But He gun. needs someone else to grab him and That's shoot him. True. Like That's that, true. That's He true. needs true. somebody
2: else. He's dependent. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, but but that like was, anyway, that was, so
3: uh, was sound wave. So so we ain't worried about that
2: see yeah 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 that way exactly. um so it was in the it was in that time of my life where it's like where am i in this tween kind of place of my geeky life uh but always kept my eye on geeky things even when i thought i was too cool for school to do that kind of stuff and then man when the, the movie came out we were all about it because of michael bay i guess did bad boys he did a couple others and this and the hear that he was doing this movie live action we were we were we were there um uh and, and could and wait for it so yeah we are transformers i can't say i've seen them all the transformer ever since the 2007 but that movie made an impact on us when we saw it so yeah fun fun fun
0: yeah i've seen a lot of them after too um we may have to cover some
2: in in return because at least the first three are kind of are pretty fun um, well, I hear the night that some people will say, and I'll re- reference this later. We're talking about recommendations. Like, a, there's a new comic book coming out with Transformers. Daniel Warren Johnson is is the writer and artist. My favorite creator out there is a comic book creator these days, and he's doing a new launching a new Transformer Noir comic coming out pretty soon. And and he heard him on a podcast talking about like one of the greatest movies of all time is the 1986 cartoon animated movie of of Transformers. Um, so um, I, I have not watched how I've watched a little bit of it, but people will say that was what well, was fantastic. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
3: No, listen, th- th- those movies that, that those movies brought the history and the story back. So no, it it kept the storyline going. It kept the mm-hmm. it kept the it kept the the aura of the Transformers in everybody's ethos and thoughts. That I'm telling you, when this movie dropped, it <laughs> this movie it was a game changer for. <laughs> For the franchise, it was a huge game changer for the franchise. Because, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think um, um, Hasbro even considered, you know, what they had. They was like, oh, you know, we got this story. Everybody else is doing movies. Let's just let's just do a movie. Let's just do a, let's do a movie with Transformers. Let's just see what happens. And thankfully, they got some folks who knew and were fans uh, of the of the '80s cartoon. That that made it work because yeah. it could have went totally left field.
0: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, because anyway, going back to it, we've got Akino who was all in at the beginning, sold in. We got Will who is coming up in his in his awkward tween years, being a nerd from a distance. You know that sort of thing. Um, Adam, talk about your uh, your Transformers experience, your encounter with the. Uh, with the robots in disguise, if you will.
1: Well, well, in the 1990s, there was this little Canadian company called Mainframe that did a popular television show called Reboot. And I loved this show Reboot. And they eventually got the rights to Transformers and did Beast Wars, which was my introduction and my, still one of my first loves in the world is Beast Wars. I still love that show. I think it's fantastic. I know Kino is like not a big fan of it and that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Uh, I had a blast with it and I loved it. And, um, you know, I never really got into the eighties, eighties cartoon. um,
3: I I was excited to see it. I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. I do. I do like it. Okay. Good.
1: Good. This is one of my favorites. We just bonded there a little bit. Yeah. I do like (laughs) it. Yes Um, um, (laughs) so the 19 the 2007 movie is really my first experience with the traditional transformer storyline and so that was really exciting me to me going in with these fresh eyes only knowing of the original transformers based off of what happens in beast wars because there is some crossover you do end up seeing Optimus, optimus prime before Um, the '80s television show, like you do actually see him in it, so that was kind of cool. So, yeah, that was my first experience with it.
0: I like it. Uh, you know, I probably saw the toy commercials first, um, and had friends who had cool Megatron and Optimus Prime toys. But I grew up with Power Rangers, and of course, they also had the same kind of method where it was Power Rangers, and then of course you got the Megazords. Um. And I really didn't get into Transformers until the two thousand and seven movie. So at that point, I was I think I was in eighth grade, and I had one of my first girlfriends at the time, and I think I went with some friends and took her with a group of friends, and it was one of my first movie dates. Um, and nice. after that, me and my me and my friends went and saw the the following two after that, um, in high school. And then of course, you know, every other year or every three or four years, there's another transformers movie that continues to this day. Um, and they're, they're fun movies, they're fun movies. Um, so, uh, appreciate everyone sharing. So let's go back to your actual experience with the 2007 movie when you saw it for the first time. Um, So I know that when I first saw it, I thought the special effects were up there with previous like revolutionary effects like Jurassic Park and the Lord of the Rings. Um, And so I guess, you know, I had talked about my first experience on a day. Absolutely love the movie. Like you just see the action and how realistic the the uh, the Autobots and Decepticons looked, especially thinking about 2007. Um, It just looks incredible. So tell me about your experience and do you think that the uh, special effects were that revolutionary?
2: Yeah, I'll hop in. Like I – so I was 35 at the time when this movie came out in 2007. (laughs) Young kids, we got to get a sitter to go see the movie. But like in terms of special effects and moving through the early 2000s, like (laughs) – we we were there because of of Michael Bay Spielberg produced it. You had these young actors in it that um, Shiloh Buff is coming off like the movie Holes, and he's kind of like the young, you know, dweeby nerd uh, actor, but could act really well. He didn't have all the baggage along with him yet, you know, and all, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we were there, and and yeah, the special effects were super cool, and and yeah, it's not going to win Oscars with acting, but like in terms of it had nominations for special effects and sound and the fact that they got Optimus Prime's, um, original cartoon actor voicing him in the movie, like all that hype leading up to it, you know, had us there ready, ready to go. And and there was one point in the movie where, um, I, th- I think they were getting ready to do this like car. There's a million car chases on the road and fight scenes. But like at one point there's a car chase, Megan Fox is driving, something's happening. And all of a sudden like a uh, doomsday clock from um, Smashing Pumpkins comes on and that guitar riff starts ripping through and they're going down the street. Cindy turns to me in the theater and goes, this is so freaking cool. And I was like, heck <laughs> yeah. And like, we <laughs> it's like when that song came on, just goosebumps and we looked at each other like, this movie experience we're having a blast like this is so freaking cool so i i just never forget that so whenever i hear that song now it's, it's a great song but like i think of that time in the movie when they just used it so good at the right time when these badass things were happening i on the screen we were like yeah yeah this is good so yeah we were there we were there it was good
3: oh oh i just i just, I just been waiting <laughs> because the funny thing is, I remember, because uh, I I just had Daniel at the time. So I was a young dad. And I think I went by myself to go see this movie. This is the first time I went to buy myself. So, but, but I remember seeing the trailer and hearing Peter's voice mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Optimus Prime had me hooked i didn't Mm -hmm. care if the cg was horrible if the voice the acting was horrible i didn't care if the fight scenes were. the fact that i heard that voice i was hooked like I, i so 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 to me it was it was that but but like literally seeing these robots um come to life and and the detail like literally like the The fact that you could see Optimus' mouth moving and his eyes looking at you, um, and and they're transform. They don't look weird transforming. It looks it looks like it's natural. <laughs> that that was the, so so it it was ah, this was this was like yes, this is how it's supposed to be. Um, because it's ILM. You,
2: it wasn't yeah. ILM. Like it was, uh, um, light, light and magic. Like it was the ILM studios that, yeah. that did the special effects and sounds and worked with all that. So I think you had like the Star Wars, the, the people behind Star Wars and your favorite sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. were behind the special effects and and the sound and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. groundbreaking. And that it it it's so and like literally if because I looked it up and I remember like this film dropping when it did like it was huge it was huge like everybody went to go see this movie like if you didn't if you didn't go see it you, you was something you was mad about something because <laughs> that's <laughs> all everybody was talking about literally was this movie like like especially if you was a, a child of the 80s like if you was a child of the 80s like this was it this was like yes Um. Um. so yeah that that and then just man the emotions to 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 see your hero and and to see him fall and, and the only the only critique i got about this movie is i didn't like and i understand because i'm furious i didn't like megatron in this movie but yeah I, I get it he has to he has to look a certain way um but i get it but but outside of that nah this was that was that was that was that was, this was it like that was it yeah
0: i like it i like it okay adam it is.
3: Well, uh, this movie did two really
1: amazing things that I think really helped its special effects. The first thing that it is, is it took the um, it took the Jurassic Park method of filmmaking. They they overlaid computer generated images Uh, with realistic settings so you saw these city blocks you saw these you they were actual city blocks that they were filming in. they actually had the helicopter and these big wide shots of the city and the robots fighting they actually had the helicopter flying out there taking those shots so when you overlay that when you overlay the computer generation it adds a certain level of authenticity and it helps skip the um the oh i forgot the word the uncanny valley effect that we see a lot of computer generation stuff has when you have that real background with the computer generation behind it it gives a sense of realism and you know michael bay did such an incredible thing about not showing too much of the robots sometimes you know in these big fight scenes they won't necessarily the center frame he didn't film it like you would film you know, he didn't film it like you would film a gun, uh, a Western. He filmed it like you would be if you're a tiny person at the feet of these giants fighting amongst each other. He really trying to put it from a very human point of view. And that was a really brilliant way of storytelling because no matter where we looked at the Autobots, they always seemed larger of life based off of the choices he made when he was filmmaking. And I mean, it, it was really... And that's why I think things like Jurassic Park and things like this have a certain timeless quality to it and still look good is just these little methods that they took to add that level of realism and that level of um, uh, cinematography that gives a certain weight and a certain feeling to what we're seeing. And so, yeah, looking back at it, maybe the computer generation has aged so a little bit, but it still looks so timeless, just like Jurassic Park did in the 90s.
0: Man, Yeah. I, that's cool. I didn't know that about the overlay. And I think when I rewatched it, I mean, it brought, cause you know, when you revisit movies and when you're a kid, you're like, this movie was so awesome. And then you revisit it and you're like, Oh, this movie sucks. Like it looks so bad. The <laughs> acting's terrible. But like when I went back and rewatched this movie, I was like brought right back to how much I loved it in high school. Like the effects were awesome. Shia LaBeouf is hilarious in this movie. Like, uh, even Megan Fox, like as she's like, she's, you know, there's more than meets the eye with her or whatever, you know, (laughs) Uh, but I think she conveys that pretty well. Um, and yeah, I think the end was more action. And I think, um, I think it kind of speeds up at the end, and I wanted more of the story, which is funny because I'll critique some of the people who hate it later. Uh, the you know the story and the dialogue, but it's a freaking Transformers movie. It's I want to see ro- I want to see freaking robots kick each other's ass. Okay, that's, that's what I'm that's here. The whole for. point. That,
3: that's I don't a- care about I don't care about your relationship. I want to see <laughs> robots fighting. This this the ultimate fight of good and evil. I don't care about if you love me or not. I don't care if you want to say I love you or not. Die. <laughs> 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 Going on to die, okay? I don't care. I just want to see Optimus beat Megatron. That's it. Scar- Star cowering away like he always does. That's that's it. Like no, that's I don't I, no. I don't care about that. Yeah, because I, I heard the critiques. I, I understand the critiques about the dialogue and the acting, and, and it's just it's. But it's an action movie. It's an action movie. It's it's about giant robots fighting. What do you, you expect? You care about, care about how you think about what they got to say. and uh, it's not, This is not an a, a Oscar-winning moment where it's like the Titanic, you have because you know the ship going to go down. Yeah, we know how that ends. No, no. Nobody, nobody cares about that. No, what you want to see is these robots. And, and Adam, that was a great point of, of how it was shot to make it seem like you, you was always in a perspective of you, you're seeing it from a human's perspective and you're small. Your timing, in comparison to everything that's going on, even when when they show space and all this, like it's still you're still seeing like you're just still small, what? and that 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 what is happening, what is fighting amongst amongst on the sh- on the screen, it, it's 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 what it was, was um it is what it is. It's it's like it's like these are robots. It's like I don't care. It's robots and it's transformers. Like literally, this is this was like i don't if y'all have never watched the original you need to watch the original because because that 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 will explain a lot of the stupid stuff that happened because i i get it i i i get i get like why why uh shockwave no shockwave was soundwave which one was that i can't remember i always get them confused um i think it was soundwave I think it was Soundwave. I get it. I get it. Cause, cause I remember Shockwave and Soundwave. I think like it was Shockwave, Shockwave ran things. Thank you. Thank you. Shockwave ran things while Megatron was fighting on Earth. Um, in the original, don't don't. I'm sorry. Don't get me started because we supposed to talk about this movie. But, but, but all of that, all of that goes into all of that goes into the ethos of the fights and all this stuff. Like, he, so, so again, the crit- critics always like the the voice acting and the dialogue was horrible. It's an action movie about big robots fighting. That that was that was the whole cartoon. That's the whole point of you to buy the toys. That was the whole point. You'd watch cartoons buy the toys. That's what we did. Okay? You've got a uh, you've got
0: Keno, the Transformers apologist here. Uh take that. Uh Transformers haters. So Uh, I can't believe it, but we're 16 years out from this movie's initial release. So this movie is legally allowed to drive on its own now, which is weird. Um, But we talked about the special effects and we talked about, um, you know, the Transformers culture from the 80s leading up to this movie. Um, But I think that it was just culturally iconic. Like, Like Kino said, if everyone was seeing this movie, right, literally everybody. Um, it made Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox even more famous than they were, mm-hmm. right? Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. kind of had the holes, as Will said, but Megan Fox, this was really her kind of launch into into the the into the into Hollywood, right? We still talk about her now. Um, it made the Camar the Camaro cool again, right? Oh, um, yes. And a, and a, the new Camaro that they launched with it. Um, I think it brought a different level, like of PG 13 potty humor back into the cultural zeitgeist. You know, I think like, there's like times where, you know, something like South Park will come along and everyone's like, yes, potty humor. And then they will be, it'll subside. And people are like, oh, I can't believe somebody would let their children watch this filth. And something like Transformers comes out and you're like, okay, this is tame enough or we can cross them boundaries or whatever. Um, but I guess just w- besides those things, like where else do you see Transformers cultural impact um, today?
2: I'll I'll jump in in terms of those special effects. Like you remember that after this, this is two thousand seven, two thousand eight is Iron Man, yeah, um, which launches the MCU, and so that whole like. Transformation of a robot into something else or a car into something else, that kind of special effects is the same way like the construction or deconstruction of like the armor around, um, you know, uh, Iron Man. And so, so like these things that were being launched or done, it will will paves the way for the superhero movies that we have. There was good special effects before and it kept progressing and it continues to progress. Um, but like, if you think about what comes the year after this, Iron Man, and what what happened there and what that launched with how the comic book movies the the stuff we enjoy and geek out on and then all of a sudden it's in the big screen um here we go like it's the the whole it makes geek and nerd and toys cool again or or we're we're getting ready to go into our heyday of like geeks and nerds being cool and being, being on the main stage like San Diego Comic-Con being like not just a fringe group where nerds hang out, but like Hollywood wants to go there and launch its main, main uh, movie of the year to be legit because it it wants all that nerd money. So, you know, (laughs) I had, I had not thought about transformers
0: kind of being the, uh, the trailblazer for blockbuster, Mm -hmm. uh, mainstream nerd media. Um, when I think you're, I think you're absolutely right about that, which is just kind of mind blowing. Um, yeah, huge. Um, Adam, what about you?
1: Um, you know, I agree. You know, the 2006 and 2007 uh, film. year, when we look at when we look at filmmaking that time period, it was really. It, I think it was the last of the golden era before the superhero genre took over everything. And when you watch, kind of how how much filmmaking has changed since those last years. This really was one of the last of the traditional blockbusters that we didn't really see again until Maverick that came out last year before. Other than that, it was all superhero movies or um, even Star Wars had a really tough time kind of shifting into the superhero place. Um, So I think the 2007 transformer movies was really, was really like i said one of the last traditional box boxes movies of the last and it was the end of the 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 filmmaking heyday we saw that started in the 90s you think about all the amazing films that came out in the 80s 90s and early 2000s and how since um since 2007 since the release of marvel we haven't seen that kind of same same filmmaking um that we did back then we don't have movies Coming out the same way and having the same cultural impact as they did, unless they're a Marvel movie owned by Disney. And that's really sad for me. So for me, you know, this movie in particular is just like a flashback to a more hopeful time in filmmaking, that there's still great opportunities and great um, franchises to come um versus where we are now 16 years later and we're like wow a lot of that didn't pan out very well
0: <laughs> no that's you know i i hadn't even thought about that either too because there's been time like movies after that it's true look different um and you know i'm a big lord of the rings fan and so the lord of the rings tri- original trilogy is such a masterpiece and bring some of that some of that traditional stuff in that golden era, as you talked about, Adam. And then of course the Hobbit trilogy kind of enters into that superhero um, thing and uh, utilizes all of the superhero stuff. And it's, it's really kind of not enjoyed by Tolkien fans generally. Um, and that's not to say, right. because Marvel and in the, in the MCU, that's like spe- very special and unique to the MCU and where that, um, that charm and the ability like what people are expecting and i think like you said the industry kind of expanded that and i think especially in the 2010s uh it was over use um, mm-hmm. and i think like we might be entering out of that phase anyway i don't have super strong opinions about that but i, I think you're right about how, as transformers kind of being that last uh kind of traditional blockbuster movie very interesting uh kino what about you
3: and this this is this is this is pre social media yeah so so you didn't have those type of snippets and everything where you could push the agenda and get people excited about the hype, you know what i'm saying so 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 Adam brings up another good point but but another cultural aspect about transformers is that it introduced you to a franchise. That no matter where you were, you could, you could grasp in it and fall in love with it. Like literally this movie made Transformers cool. Yeah, no doubt. Like, like for everybody, like, like literally for everybody, like, like, and, 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 uh, what Will was pointing out is very, is very true is like Transformers, I believe made (sighs) Comic-Con and geekdom fun again. Mm -hmm. for a older and newer generation yeah i think i think transformers was the bridge that 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 helped uh there was they helped bridge the gap between the old geekdom and the old guards and the new guards um literally because because you if if you if you like geek stuff you couldn't find any fault in this movie um, if you liked sci-fi, you couldn't find no fault in this movie. If if you like action, you couldn't find no fault in this movie. Like like, and and like, if you if you are someone who likes comics or or mangas that that all evolved from from the cartoon. Like that's that's the interesting thing. Like that <laughs> the cartoon launched all of this, and they didn't think any of this was possible. They was like, I'm just gonna put some toys together and see what kids do. Um. But they're, they, in my, in my opinion, and I, I hope we talk about this later, but, but Hasbro has, has an, a unique ability to create something that no one else could ever do if they mm. utilize what they have. Like literally, like, like literally, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I think Barbie, My Little Pony, um, G.I. Joe, and Transformers should all be in one movie. Like they should all be in something. Like, some point just
2: yeah i i have to um, go here in a little bit so i might jump off for everybody else but i will share that like in the comic book world robert kirkman later on the recommendation robert kirkman created this new comic called um void rivals which is kind of like two boring. um uh aliens humanoid aliens are at war with each other kind of like a romeo and juliet to warren fan but but it's set in the gi joe and transformer universe and nobody knew that they just knew a comic book was coming out uh, by robert kirkman this kind of sci-fi comic and one of the one of the last pages like a transformer there that flies off like where is this set so it's set in the universe of like gi joe and Transformer. so it's happening there's coming together in this comic world they're bringing together so it is funny like yeah these these toys that would be if you did a lego Slash movie, and you brought in all the different popular toys to come together like in game, and, and they have to assemble to do something would would be pretty rad. I'd, I'd be there for it. I'd be there for it. Hasbro, uh, listen,
0: we need a Hasbro universe uh, free for all, yeah. uh, Super mm-hmm. Smash Bros. style uh, movie uh, or video game. Maybe not the video game. Well, I don't know. Anyway, uh, oh,
3: wow. that might yeah. be cool.
0: That might be cool. Might be fun. Uh, I really, that, that's we cool. have Barbie kick out. ass. Dude, and why
3: we <laughs> kick ass? That would be, be awesome. <laughs>
0: Especially if it's Margot Robbie, like it's over. It's <laughs> over.
3: <laughs>
0: um, so, you know, looking at different timelines again for this movie, um, you know, it was made six years post 9 nine eleven. Bush was still president, right? In the movie, he's even in Air Force One. He's give me some ding dongs, darling. Like it, I threw <laughs> I actually forgot about that part. And I was like, Oh yeah, Bush was president, <laughs> and that's hilarious. Um so you know, we're 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 the day as we're recording this, it's the day after nine eleven. But this whole movie is about aliens and weapons of mass destructions, and it, it kind of it's it's it fits into um you know, as the intro that sets the tone for the whole movie, right? We're in Iraq or Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. uh, that's where they encounter the weapons of mass destruction, which are the Decepticons. Um, you know, Michael Bay, who directed the film, is also like famous for war films. He's very kind of gung-ho about patriotism um, and also like movies with lots of explosions, Um so more than 20 years now removed from 9-11 and as 16 years removed from the movie, um, do you think that the, the depictions of war and American security holds up um, or is that question looking too much into uh, a very nerdy and fun film and we should just, you know, enjoy it for what it is?
2: not th- i think it fits because I like again here we are flip back around and wherever we are yeah we're past kind of post bush and we're trying to get out of the middle east and there's all that kind of stuff but yet there's still this conversation around robots and ai and drone strikes and those kinds of things and, and if you really think about this movie the humans are caught between two roaring giants like like you all said like Kino said like the 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 size of the humans versus the robots and the monsters and it reminded me of like like a a godzilla movie like humans caught between two monsters fighting and they're, they're the ones who are the victims of the fallout between these kaijus fighting and out. Um, and, and what do they do? You just got to run for safety. And so they're caught between these warring factors. And, and you have these countries now, you know, um, we're, we're, you know, um, tensions are high, but the, you have the big companies, you have the one percenters, you have these, uh, militaries who are, who are standing off with each other. And yet the common people are kind of there at the bottom, caught between the two. Uh, but they're really the ones that are the masses that have the voice that could vote out or vote in or, or rally or protest. So I think all that's kind of there within the movie, especially, yeah, you have, you, Autobots are really outgunned, you know, like they're, they're really outgunned, but, but they have the humans on their side with some extra weight weapons and Gusto and the heart and the hero, like they're there to, to really help them along on the good guy or on the right side of, of this battle. But, but I still think it applies today. Like what, what are us humans caught between the, the monsters of the military industrial complex <laughs> or yeah. or 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 roaring economies or or the threats that are out there and and it still comes to you know again we still wrestle with like what if robots become sentient like we're we're still thinking about that one 16 years later that's not going going away so um yeah i, I think it still holds up and and it is interesting i didn't realize that you know post nine eleven, then here we are the after nine eleven, thinking about how that changed things we're, we're still wrestling with some of the same same questions
3: yeah, yeah. and and i think this film in, in terms of his military aspect like it it again you're you're right uh nick like uh michael bay always always shows biggest exp- like if you go to a michael bay movie you know it's gonna be some explosions but it's gonna be some good fight sequence like it's gonna be like off the chain it's going to be off the chain so so it's 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 understandable to to expect that there's going to be loud booms <laughs> but 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 this this movie also introduced us to something that was happening post 9/11 that we didn't think about which was the uh the uh, addition of drones in combat like literally the, the flightless drone, the 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 manless drones, sorry, the manless drones being introduced in combat. Like we didn't have this. Now we got these aliens and robots that are fighting and we're fighting too. We got these, our our planes and our guns on our ships and, and we got these drones that we can fly and, and navigate because of their technology, supposedly. You know, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, that, that it, it, it introduced us to what, what is still happening that that again if you think about that that has happened since 9/11 especially with the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and the fighting in the Middle East and Africa and 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 um and yeah, even now with Ukraine and Russia with these again these drones are now having the capabilities of doing more than just surveillance. They can now do. They can do strikes. They can do. They can just send them in as kamikazes, like they these drones. But 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 during during that time, this was all new. But in this yeah. movie, it was this was this was the stuff that was happening. Like it it was already happening. Like according to what we saw in the movies, like this this information was always there after the moon landing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 very cool, you know, like you said it's um you know this movie is not just very political, right? You know, you're literally in this the the department of defense, right, throughout half the movie, <laughs> right? You're in the battlefield with the and the military and these drone strikes like you said at the time we had never really seen that type of technology used in warfare. We've got transformers, and alongside it, we're like watching this, and it feels like a sci-fi movie, and it is. But like the stuff that the military was doing, for boring. the most part, was up to date and actually happening, um, which is crazy.
3: Especially at that that big gun in the re, the Revenge of the Fallen when they shot. I can't remember the. It wasn't that wasn't. What, what was the big Destructorcon? Is that what his name was? Um, when he was on the when he was on the pyramid, yeah. And, and they shot they shot from the sea to the pyramid. A big old gun off that off that. I was like, what kind of gun is that?
0: <laughs> I need to look that up. If that was that real, was that real? Does that I don't think, it don't or think or I don't think I don't think it was then? real. But okay. you never know.
3: You never know because he does use he does the military do allow him to use their stuff.
0: Oh, it's true that gun was like based off of transformers technology
3: or something like that that's right yeah yeah but i'm like i forgot about that (laughs) it's fun but i'm like did he did he did he does does the does the navy have a gun like that
0: what are they (laughs) hiding from us the truth is out there
3: (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: so adam what about you um give us your thoughts on the on the on the culture of war and transformers post 9-11
1: well you definitely saw this huge uptick in these kind of films and these kind of stories. And you see that, I think you I think you I think you see that in two waves. You see these kind of things happen right after these major turning points and then decades later after these turning points. Cause like if you think about the onslaught of World War II movies that I have released, most of them weren't released right after World War Two, but they were released, you know, decades later. And in this case it's so interesting because if you look at if you look at The cultural commentary in filmmaking, I mean, every show between the years of 2001 and 2012 has some sort of commentary. I mean, you saw it in shows like Bones. They had a commentary about it. You know, you saw it in things like I'm pretty sure Heroes made comments about it. You know, so it was really common for Hollywood to weigh in at this point. Now, to Michael Bay's credit... I don't feel like I feel like he used what was happening in the Middle East as a backdrop, you know, and not really as yeah. a focal point. I never felt like he was trying to make a statement about our oh, um, actions oh. in the Middle East, um, but yet use it as a backdrop. And it goes back to what I was saying about the timelessness of it. So here in 2023, I can look back at that movie and don't. I don't immediately think back to that time of political turmoil. I think these are soldiers out in the desert, could be any desert, could be anywhere. um, And they're stationed at this location and these things happen. And I think that's to Michael Bay's credit as a filmmaker. However you feel about Michael Bay, I think that was really wise of him because it does allow some of his movies, especially the original Transformers to kind of um, last outlive its, you know, frame of reference if that makes any sense at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're 100% right, Adam, especially with it just being a backdrop where it is really and it's it speaks to its timelessness that it isn't really making a sort of political statement um except that anyone who wants to destroy people for their own gain is bad and we need to rely on heroes, whether they be human or uh, you know, alien robots to fight against evil like that. Um yeah, yeah. It's really good. I um I don't think I've got anything else to say except that I think that both of you all brought some really good insights, and uh, I'm glad that I think it, yeah I think it's just more of wrestling with those questions with technology war. What do we do with that? How do we interact with each other, et cetera, et cetera? So um, very fun, very cool. Um, so you know we already got a little taste of what Kino said earlier about just kind of the critiques that come to this movie. Um, some people say it's shallow or it has cringy dialogue. Um, and I think we understood, but I think it's just, uh, I think those critiques are just, um, make people who don't want to have fun mad. Okay. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> that's not to say there isn't some valid criticisms, uh, especially a lot of people talk about it being a giant commercial, but so was back to the future. And that movie is one of like the perfect pieces of American cinema yeah. as far as blockbusters and great movies like that. um, So I think we know at least where Kino stands, but where do you stand? Um, (laughs) Is it good to have movies like this in pop culture or is it just advertisers way of selling us whatever they see fit? And, uh, you know, we'll go with Adam on this one and then, Kino pick up where you left off from
1: earlier. All right. That's fine. Well, you know, the truth is, is the original. I mean, when you look at the 90s, it was all about selling toys. So, you know, the uh, uh, X-Men, the the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Transformers, um, X-Men, Spider-Man, all those Fox Saturday morning cartoons, WB cartoons, they were all about selling toys. That's where they made their money. And um, so to fast forward to 2027 and, you know, really in the early 2000s is when we started having the product placement conversation, this really was a spearhead of that, um, which people don't really realize that the kind of product placement we see in the Transformers isn't something that was as of the forefront as it has become. Um, And my sentiment is, is uh, it's not any different than what they were doing in the 90s. Um, So I don't think it really matters now. I don't, if anything, it gives it a sense of authenticity to see a Mountain Dew machine come to life and attack people as as much as yeah. these things can. Um, I think when we see these like Mountain Cola, I think that's more of a distraction than if it's Mountain Dew. Um, so I do think they got a little handy habit in later films when, you know, they actually would stop and be like, you know, I think Wayne Will does this really great bit where he like holds up the, the Pizza Hut pizza, Uh, as a joke and they really did that in later films where they're like oh let me tell you about this pill speaker you know and they have like a three minute commercial in the middle of the movie um but for for the 2007 version i think they really balanced between their need to sell their need to satisfy advertisement advertisers because they could have all these cars and they got money from all the manufacturers to have these cars in the movie and balancing the actual story and the storytelling to its credit yeah uh,
0: i love i just the fact that i got distracted uh, i love all your points um uh, but especially just the wayne's world bit i love that i love why are people i, I just hate when people sell out man <laughs> and they got like a little <laughs> advil small but different <laughs> and yeah and like you said they go on a whole commercial about a freaking pill uh speaker it's uh it's it's pretty great um satire and and uh and parody become uh reality um yeah so you know build off where you uh, where you left off
3: before listen um the these the, these movies uh especially the first three first first three because they were all michael bay's um the, you could say what you want about the commercial appeal and selling and the bad acting and the introduction of the um the Camaro um and GM all GM vehicles which made everybody want a GM truck like if you you wanted a um, oh, who was who was the GM truck it was a um, ironhide um, oh yeah it
0: was ironhide
3: it was ironhide yeah, yeah 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 you want you wanted that Denali you wanted <laughs> you wanted that like it and 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 so and so you that that this these movies just it was just a ah, quintessential american feel good movie hmm. like these this should make you feel good about everything about America because <laughs> this is it this is it like <laughs> you have war you have guns you have trucks you have tanks, machines, you have relationship. This is this is all America. This is this is it. you cannot get away. And and like the sad truth is, like Hasbro and Paramount knew exactly what they were doing when they released it on July 4th weekend. They knew exactly what they were doing. That's why it was one of the highest grossing movies of that year. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. And the fact that they pushed the needle and said, We're gonna do it again for another two years, we're gonna give you another right in two years. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so but um just just these the these movies again introduced us to a world that Hasbro had in their pocket that they never knew. Um, they never they never really explored it. They was like, "Hey, we got these guys, we could do something with it what you do and And again, I applaud them for trusting the writers, the directors, and the producers to create something that again they didn't know what they were doing, but yet they used the the cartoon as a source that it, it wasn't it's again it's not a pure thing. I don't expect it to be but but again, the fact that they brought in Peter. That 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 in of itself drew in a whole generation of 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 adults like oh yeah you got I don't care I'm telling you I'm telling you you could ask you could ask any millennial and ask about transformers and and the fact that they had Peter as Optimus Prime they could care anything care less about anything else because they remember Mm -hmm. that voice they remember that and but but that's that's what that was the magic about this at anyway and then. The fact that in uh, in the third iteration, which was the uh, uh, something on the other dark side of the moon, yeah, Leonard Nimoy Nimoy as Sentinel. Ha ha! Look at you, y'all! Y'all! Y'all knew exactly what you was doing. You knew exactly what you was doing, and we're not mad because we loved it anyway we love we we knew how you were sucking us in and we we didn't care we we was like i'm taking it all in yes we're a sucker for all of it and so what so what if you don't and again if you don't like these movies which i don't see anything that's bad about them because it's a great it's a great movie now the acting is subpar but it's an action it's a action movie there's no acting really in action movies. Like who wins best actor in an action movie? If, if you know of anyone that won an Oscar for the best actor in a live action movie, please tell me. Cause will be surprised. You know, they, it always had to be a jerk, you know, just Casablanca and all that other stuff, but not, not no Michael Bay boom military stuff. No, 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 no. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't happening here. No, this, this, this was just about cars, robots, and the military <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Michael
0: Bay went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal and he stole Kino's. He stole Kino's soul. Kino, is all in on the transformers, uh, and and all that good stuff. You know, I I am too. I am too. I agree wholeheartedly. It's one of those feel good movies. It's Americana at its finest, right? It's, it's the classic, like America is going to win. Goodness is going to win. We're having a great time. Um, and nothing can get us in the right direction. But, um, before we come to the end of our episode here, does anyone have anything they want to bring up before we
3: wrap things up? Download Tubi. We'll go on Tubi. Okay. Go on Tubi and watch the original Transform cartoon. Okay. Yes, it's boxy. Yes, the animation is horrible. Yes, it's Techno Color. So what? It's the 80s. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up guy is the 80s what you expect but but watch it watch it because then you understand like the nods to the arc and to um the uh the 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 cube i can't think of the the name of the daggone cube um all of all that came from the cartoon the original cartoon like all of that just so go and just take some time and watch watch a feel good cartoon on a saturday morning do it on a saturday morning go 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 make you some breakfast get you make your mimosas at home have brunch at home and watch to watch transformers on a saturday that's what you should do that's what you should do that that's how you work that out (laughs) i love it adam
1: um i think the last thing i think is really interesting is uh you know there as timeless as it is, I am, there are certain tropes that I'm happy that they, we, we are getting away from. Um, and I think that, I think that regardless of some of those tropes, like the, I think something they did really well was the human characters and how well written um, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf characters are. I think they're really underrated. And even though they're not the greatest actors, I do feel like they were trying to be as real as possible. And the thing that I liked, and this was before that you can have a lot of, there's a lot of commentary on maybe how they exploited um megan fox's looks a little bit but she always felt competent she always felt a part of the story she always she never felt like she was a screaming girl they did a good job at making her character really feel like she does care and was always interested in shia labeouf's character and even though shia labeouf was a little clumsy he was genuinely clumsy like he was consistently clumsy and so i think a lot of criticism you know i come from an acting background And so a lot of criticism of their acting um, is really unfair. And I think people, if people just really look at, try to look past um, what they think the character should be played and just look at how they play them, you really do see a genuine relationship and a genuine um, connection between the characters. And I, I do think that's a little bit why I think the third movie is so sad because it doesn't make sense that after everything they went through in these two movies, that Megan Fox's character still wouldn't be there. Um, Mm -hmm. But all in all, I really, I think the acting's very underrated. And I think, I I think they did a really solid job overall. And uh, I think if people just kind of like take it, you know, take off some of the, um, get past some of the negativity and just kind of like just sit back and just watch what they do. It It is pretty solid. It is much better than people give it. credit.
0: Yeah. Here, here concur wholeheartedly. Uh, you feel invested in Shia LaBeouf and, and Megan Fox as characters. Um, and like you said, I agree with everything you said there. Um, and then with Kino too. go and, you know, go watch the 1986 film, go, go listen to Stan Bush, the touch the original song created for that movie. It is an eighties freaking yeah. power ballad. Yes. It, I, I just, I, as we, I wish as we, if, as this show finished, I wish that we had the rights to it. So it could be the outro for this episode. Uh, That'd be awesome. I, I love that song. I listen to it all the time. Um, you got the touch. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So um, <laughs> we will, we will move on to recommendations. Um, Besides, uh, we'll we'll keep it outside of Transformers. But any recommendations uh, for our listeners? Kino.
3: Um, I'm still on um, Vanlin Saga, so that's what I'm still doing. Um, I'm working my way through it. I dropped off, um, but I'm back on it. Um, so that's that's my recommendation because that's what I'm that's, currently doing. Yeah, that's
0: the Netflix anime series, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Adam, what about you? Your recommendations?
1: Um, my recommendations, if you haven't seen uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Autumn Among um, Thieves, I, I didn't catch it when it was in theaters for a lot of different reasons. Um, not because I didn't want to, but I rewatched it recently and I it was really fun. It was just a fun... It, 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 it harkens back to those days when you just have these fun action adventure films with comedy and the comedy is really solid and the characters don't feel forced and real. And, you know, um, I thought the visual effects were really solid and they also did a blend of realistic. They did the same thing. They did realistic settings with a blend of computer generation. So they had real sets with a blend of computer generation facts, effects. And that always, that always helps movies last longer than the periods You know, I mean, you go back and listen, watch episode one and uh, episode two and it looks more dated the farther we get away from it. But you go back and look at Jurassic Park or Transformers and it seems so timeless. And I think I'd like to see Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves be one of those films that even though they didn't make a lot of money, that. For those of us who love fantasy films, for those of us who love heist films and good action adventure comedies, I hope it gets a little place in people's hearts that we keep coming back to years and years. And hopefully in 16 years, we're having conversations on the internet about it and appreciate it like we do the 2007 Transformer.
0: Ooh, I like it. It's on my queue to watch on Amazon Prime because I haven't watched it. So I'll, I'll make sure to watch it. Um, my recommendation is going to be a music one. Uh, you know, I think I'm a big punk guy and punk and metal. I feel like I have a very strong tie to nerd culture. And so one of my favorite nineties, uh, ex Christian punk bands is called MXPX and they just released a new album, uh, last month. And I'm just going to say, give it a chance, go on a streaming service. It's called, um, find a way home. It's very fun. Very MXPX, very nineties skate punk. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing. So, um, So with our recommendations, just wanted to say that uh, you don't have to stop here. If you are if you're at the end of the episode, you're like, dang, I want to hear more of Adam Kino and Nick and will talk about nerdy things. Guess what? You can. Uh, You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Stitcher. Uh, You can go to Spotify. You can go wherever you find podcasts, download episodes, listen to them once, listen to them again, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. We've got some awesome content over there. Uh, We've got live streams. We've got uh, different episodes about horror stuff that Christian Ashley has been put on. We've got lots of stuff that you won't find on the podcast stream. Um, we also have a Discord, uh, so if you want to be part of the community, nerd out with us after hours. Uh, maybe maybe wake up on Saturday, make yourself a mimosa, and tell Kino on Discord that you watched the the uh, Transformers cartoons. Uh, tell Adam that she went and you watched uh, Dungeons and Dragons and tell me that she listened to the new XPX album. Um, and also support us on Patreon uh, on Captivate if you really like us and want to keep the show going. It means a lot. Um, but everyone, until next time, remember, we are all the chosen people a Geekdom of Priests. Peace out.